The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. They can all get it, man. Anybody above me can get it, and they're going to get it. Calvin Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Uh, Matt and I are hanging out. Today we have Brett Okamoto from ESPN, and we also have the great Calvin Cater. Hopefully. You never know. I hope these things happen. Jimmy, how you, how you, uh, how you holding up, brother? I'm good, man. I'm okay. I mean, I, I worked out before and ran home, so I'm sweaty. I've been trying to keep uh, – I'm doing this uh, – what's it called? Intermittent fasting where I'm, I'm eating from 11 to 7 only, and I'm trying not to uh, – I'm trying to drop a few pounds. So intermittent fasting um, is eight hours on, 16 off. Well, I've been unfortunately eating some chocolate Cadbury eggs. And, uh, and, and you know what's funny? I'm not a huge Twix fan. I like a Twix. Yeah, I love but it. Twist Easter eggs. Hey, uh, hold the fort, man. I mean, hold the fort. Hold the fort. Thank yeah. you. Uh, delicious. How are you liking the quarantine beard? How am I liking the quarantine beard? You, you don't know, like I, it. I don't mind it, but you're so normally rosy looking. This, I feel like it's, you look like a different, like this is a mat that you don't want to see coming at you. You don't want to see this guy in a dog. No, hat. no. Just, you, you look know? different. You look different than I, my friendly, happy mat. I sh- you know, it's like Bizarro. It's Bizarro, Kamora Savage. I, uh, I've been shaving my head still, though, Jimmy. Yeah. Because I don't like that. So I still feel, you know, I have to go through that ritual. But my kids like to play with it. Oh, they okay. At you first, shave like, it a goatee. Do a goatee and make it what jet black like, like Steven Seagal. Awful. Do a goatee and make it jet black like Steve Or a Hitler mustache. Just do something really crazy and don't explain it to anybody. I'm going to fuck with it, Jimmy. We'll see. I can't do a mustache. I look like a moron. <laughs> but a goatee, who knows? Yeah, also, what? And we got, oh, by the way, uh, you've been, I'm, I'm not on Twitter, but I've been reading that uh, Israel Adesanya and John Jones have been having a fucking Twitter beef. They're going back and forth. Yeah. I mean, he gave John a hard time about his <laughs> uh, arrest. And uh, I mean, look, they both, again, I'm sure that they have feelings for each other. They, they, they both know. I mean, for Jones, how many big money fights are left in the light heavyweight division? And fucking Adesanya, might, there's a couple of guys. I mean, uh, you know, Paulo Costa. But, I mean, that's a much bigger fight for both of them than anybody in their respective divisions. Well, when Adesanya and uh, Costa fight, Paulo yeah. Costa, I can't wait for that one, man. Me neither. That's a, that's a fight. That, that Dana, Dana called that one right, where he's like, look, you know, he might have miscalculated with uh, Romero. 
Uh, but Romero, to his credit, does fight like that often. Counterfighter sure. and this. Yes. The other guy, uh, Paulo Costa, has Costa has has no fear. Mm-hmm. He is just a lion, like yeah. and just from their physiques alone, the other guy's slick and skinny and and like a cat, and the other guy's like a big beefcake. It just oh man, it reminds me of like a comic book. I love it. Right, I do too. And by the way, and the thing is weird too is like when Adesanya fought Whitaker, Whitaker had gone ten straight rounds with Yoel Romero, and then he knocks him out, and he knocks Whitaker out. And Paulo Costa proved he could take Romero's shots too, though. I mean, they had a brutal fight. That's a fight I'm really interested to see. Um, I mean, I think everybody who gets hit by Adesanya is surprised by how hard he hits. Um, I mean, nobody expected him to drop Brunson. I definitely didn't expect him to drop Whitaker. I figured if he won, it was going to be, uh, you know, on points or, or, or a TKO in the third or fourth. I certainly didn't expect a knockout the way he dropped him. And we talked before about Anthony Smith's Anthony Smith's uh, <clears throat> trespasser. And, the, you know, he got caught on camera. I don't know if you've seen him. I, I know. I know. He looked like a fucking lunatic. That's why I mean, and it's funny because Joe Rogan got some got a little bit of shit because he was asking because, you know, when you read about it, you know, Anthony was saying that one of the toughest fights of his life. And, uh, you know, he took everything I gave him, every punch, every knee, every elbow. Uh, he took every single one of them and kept fighting me. So kept Joe fighting. Rogan and I and, and again, I forgot who he was talking to, but he was basically he's like, why didn't he just choke him? Now, I know that's and he got some shit like right. for that, like. Like, oh, how could you, uh, like, oh, so easy type of thing. Like, people were, like, giving Joe shit about that. But <clears throat> I don't agree because Anthony Smith is very good in jiu-jitsu. It's sure. weird. When you're in something, see, this is what I love about jiu-jitsu uh, is that no matter, this guy could be on PCP. Like, that guy, I believe right. Anthony Smith, when he's saying that, hey, man, this guy was just taking, they might not have it in of them. They might be so out of their minds. Right. That it gives them almost like super strength. There's yes. shit like that out there. You see yep. shit like that when guys are like taking, you're getting stunned by cops. And I mean, there's some people that you just need to stop that blood flow. If you know that, if you know something like, look, I got to get this guy in a strike. I have to strangle this guy. I have to get him in a chokehold. Right. If that's the one, like I have to get to his back. I have to get his neck, you know, because even a guy can fight through even a broken arm. If they're that insane, I'm talking right. about PCP type of insane. Sure, fucked up. And yeah. that dude, that dude from the camera looked out of his fucking mind. So yeah, if a guy's taking your strikes, I'm not telling it for Anthony Smith. I'm just saying in general, that's what I love about jujitsu because when you stop that blood flow going to the brain, stop, they're going to sleep. You it doesn't I mean? matter how angry or how crazy or how high. If you matter, you're... it's not what they could take. It's just. It's, it's science. It's physics. It's just you're stopping the – they will fight. No matter who it is, they're going to right. – you, you know, know what it was, Matt? He was a college wrestler, that guy. So I'm wondering if Anthony maybe tried to get in, but maybe the guy was just too – uh, too good at defending or, you know, the guy was a college wrestler. So that's another reason he was probably used to some type of combat. And he apologized to Anthony on the way out the door. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Like, I guess he was – I don't know if he was high or just crazy, but he did say he was sorry when the cops were arresting him. He's lucky he didn't get killed by Anthony Smith. And uh, yep. listen, there, there's there's lunatics out there. You sure. know what I mean? Brett, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Jim. How you, how are you holding up? You're in Vegas? Yeah, I'm in Vegas. I'm doing pretty good, man. All things considered, pretty good. ESPN, Matt and I just were talking for a second. They're in a, it's a tough spot to be in when, when you're all sports. So I guess they're making do and, and doing the best they can with just trying to keep some kind of programming on at this point. Oh, it's a nightmare, man. I mean, you have a lot, a lot of hours to fill. 
and I mean, not just hours, but like people expect tweets and Instagrams and, you know, stories and all that shit. So yeah, it's, it's awful. What do you think of, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, 249 was, uh, you know, put on hold again. And I guess that came from, uh, Governor Newsom kind of maybe put a little pressure on Disney and they, uh, you think that's kind of what got that started? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you, I've had some managers, you know, give me their, their opinion that the politics had something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like ESPN was unaware that, that the UFC was trying to put on a fight. And then, um, you know, that it, it, when things changed, they seemed to change pretty quickly. Like, Hey, we're going to try and do this. And then all of a sudden that, uh, you know, ESPN asked Dana to stand down and it was just, it was just over, you know? So, I mean, it's weird times, man. It's weird times. It's, it's uh, you know, a, a politician in California says that his state is shut down. He doesn't want to have it. Expresses that to ESPN. It's like, you know, I mean, can't, yeah. can't, kind of can't see these things coming a little bit because we're just in such weird times. I mean, all this is so unprecedented. Uh, Brett, how was the, that must have been, I'm imagining, not awkward, maybe awkward. How was Dana's demeanor? before and after breaking that news that the thing was canceled. Cause we know that he's been trying his balls off to try to get this, this event on how, how was he, how was he uh, before and after? Yeah. I mean, if, if you were to take a guess over there, Matt, I'm assuming that you would guess that he wasn't too happy. Right. <laughs> he, uh, he was, he was, he was in better spirits than, than I was anticipating him to be. I mean, I went, I went over there to, to do the interview and I got there before he did. He was coming over because we did it at the Apex and he was still the headquarters. So they came over from across the street and I was like, um, you know, this interview will be fine. I've interviewed Dana a million times, but I was expecting angry Dana. You know, I was expecting yeah. that type of, uh, right. that type of interview. But I think, I think, um, it's 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 cliche, but I think you know it's almost like a, a fighter. If he loses a fight, if he thinks like he did everything that he could yeah. to win it, you sure. know that it almost makes you feel a little bit better about it. And also, um, you know, he does really have a whole lot of respect for ESPN. He just does, man. I mean, he, he's told me a million times, you know, over the last year or so that he has a lot of respect for Jimmy Bataro and the, and the decisions that ESPN makes and what they bring to the sport. So I, I think. Because, as you know, Matt, when, when, when Dana respects somebody, especially in business, he, he, he'll listen to them, you know, and he's a loyal guy. If he doesn't respect you, then you get like a, a kind of an irrational, sometimes, you know, really aggressive confrontation. Yes. You know, That's you not know, the thing that ESPN gets. A hundred percent. And uh, I know he respects uh, Vince McMahon. How is it that that the WWE is an essential? I just want to know for my own it's all saying. sports, though, isn't it? Isn't it considered all certain all sports that can be done without an audience? It's not just WWE. I think oh. that was Florida made that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Florida, Florida ruled that. Uh, you know, I mean, all of the all of the things that you would the obvious essential ones that you would consider, like grocery stores and healthcare and all that. But then they also said that WWE was um, and is essential because of the money that it brings to the economy. And then they 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 broadened it by saying, you know, kind of any entertainment and sport is 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 open for business right now in Florida. Oh, they did originally just say WWE. I didn't even know that. I thought they just did it with all with sports. Wow. I guess I that's think that a was smart kind of driving the conversation because WWE has such a presence there. But then, right. yeah, when they made that ruling, um, that that like yeah, all sports were included in that. So I, I'd imagine they'd be doing it how Dana wants to do it with just the two pro wrestlers messing around, right? I mean, I, they're obviously not having an audience. That's how like, they've done it, yeah. 
I think so. I mean, I'll, I I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a pro wrestling fan. The only reason I've been following this story is because of how it might impact you know other sports. But yeah, I think that that's the case. You know, they have that performance center similar to what the UFC has in Vegas, where they have a controlled environment. So um, yeah, I mean, Florida says that you can have those events, but you can't have the live the live crowds with it that come usually come along with them. Well, they did WrestleMania this year. I, I mean, I'm not a wrestling guy either, but my co-host uh, is is kind of a almost an announcer in wrestling at this point, Sam. And they had uh, they did WrestleMania without an audience. Uh, and they did it in like two different locations. I mean, they were very innovative. They've always been pretty creative. So, I think that if Orlando is going to allow that, I'm sure Dana would do something down there to be crazy not to. That's the speculation right now. I mean, he says that they're going to do the event on May 9th, and he's not giving away the the location. To- I mean, I've talked to the, some fighters on the card and the managers and some other people within the, U, the, the organization. He's not saying where it is, but that's that's the speculation. I mean, every, everybody's sort of speculating it's going to happen in Florida. So we'll see. So fighter, Fight Island or Fighter Island is not up and ready yet? Is that what's going on? Or Yeah, so there's two things. So he said Fight Island is uh, not going to be operational until about mid-May. And the reason the reason the Fight Island exists is not for the fighters here in the States. It's for the ones that are fighting internationally. So right. you're, you're not going to like everybody on that card with that, that card that he talked about um, on May 9th. You know, if you guys yeah. saw all the fights that he's targeting, all of those guys are based in the United States. But when when Fight Island opens, if and when it opens, he is targeting that for for European fighters, Australian fighters, those type of people that that would have a hard time getting into the States potentially. Yeah, so if he has to do cards, so some cards are going to be just guys that happen to be here or just women who are here. And then that's pretty smart to actually have an option because if it's another two or three months before people are being allowed in, you can't have guys not fighting for two or three months just because they don't live in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 a large part of the roster that uh, I mean, that's that's their livelihood, too. So, yeah, I mean, you got you got to be able to have fights internationally. Do you know just what I hadn't thought uh, of? No, I was just wondering, like, Fight Island it sounds amazing, but what kind of hospital is going to be on Fight Island? Like, what if someone break, gonna fly someone out with a broken leg so the nearest fucking hospital? Like, nearest, I, I don't, where the fuck is this place? I, <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know where it is, man. I don't know where it is. I would love to know. And obviously, <laughs> obviously, when this, when and if this thing happens, all those questions, man. I mean, people are going to have questions. You got, you, you got to have. You got to have all that stuff in place, right? I mean, I'm, I'm picturing some type of. I mean, he said it's under construction right now. So, can you construct, you know, a a, a makeshift, you know, like a small medical facility? Yeah, I mean, probably, you know. And then if 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 there are serious injuries, I mean, even if, um, I mean, as you guys know, a lot of guys are treated and stitched up at the arenas on, on normal fights, and then if they require serious medical attention, then they have to go to a hospital. So, I, depending on where this place is, you know, who knows where the closest hospital is? Maybe. Maybe it's just off, you know, a, a metropolitan area where they could take them to to a hospital. I don't know. These are all great questions. It's also something I hadn't thought of before when they were talking about doing it in California on that reservation. It was like, oh, yeah, if a fighter gets really hurt and they have to go to the hospital, that hospital may have uh, beds that are being saved for, you know, that may have been where they got the pressure from, too. Like, hey, these hospitals are needed. We can't have something additional possibly filling up hospital beds or doctor's time or OR time. So maybe that's what finally got uh, the governor to move. Yeah, I think it's a combination of things, man. I mean, it is it is tough to be telling your state that that they're, it's mandatory to stay home, and then you know people are flying in to have to have an event. But 
I, I mean, my my opinion on this, like, just personally, has kind of you know evolved over the course of, of time. You know, initially it was it was like it's real easy to just say no. I mean, let's shut everything down. I mean, health is first and foremost. But I think as this goes on, and you're reading about all of the economic impacts that it has, if if the UFC can can get its hands on tests, if they can test guys, if they can bring them to a safe location, quarantine them, you know, in a controlled environment have fights and, and and by having those fights you know it's generating millions of dollars in ads and, and espn is benefiting from it i mean I, I know people at espn that are nervous for their jobs you know it starts to when it starts to impact you personally and you're seeing you know people lose their jobs in the industry that you're part of that, that that's when you start to think like okay i want to take this seriously health-wise but if there is a way to that like and these fighters are willing to get to a location be tested find out that they don't have it stay in a, in a, in a, in a hotel that's shut down, you know, have food brought to them. I mean, these are the types of conversations that we might need to start having in this, in this, in this weird time, you know? Go ahead, Jimmy. No, no, I was going to say, because that's exactly it. You can have them tested. You can have everybody, you can have a closed environment that like, you know, Dana White or Vince or a professional sports team can afford to do. So you actually can do it safely if everybody is tested and the environment is closed and people aren't interacting outside. It's something that can work without endangering the community. I mean, uh, but yeah, you're right. When you start to see like the industry you're in, like I check stock every day. I'm like, well, fuck is Sirius XM okay? Like, you know, you start to panic about these parent companies because, uh, you know, nobody's making any money right now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Is May 9th, is it, it's not concrete. I mean, is it close to concrete? What is, what is the word for May 9th? Because that's literally three weeks away. Yeah. So I think here, here's what's going on. The UFC is do is they're they're working right. I mean, they want they they feel like Dana White says I could I could have put this fight on this weekend. You know, it's it's Wednesday. I could have put a fight on on Saturday. I had it all in place, and I was asked not to. But I'm I'm going to continue working. And when they when they stop telling me that they don't want it, then I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to be in a position to go like immediately. So they're working on a card. They'll build. They are building a card, and they believe that they you know, can find a location, do it all safely. And that maybe, you know, three weeks from now, ESPN's temperament towards it, or, you know, now if it's not in California and it's a different, you know, politician or, or, you know, political system that they're working with that, um, that, that ESPN will, will be behind them at that time. And then, then they're good to go. I mean, the fighters are asking themselves the same thing. Like what guarantees can you give us that this fight is happening? None. I mean, there's no guarantee for anything right now in any industry, but but the UFC is is they're going to continue to build cards. And when ESPN says they can go and state governments say they can go, then they're going to go. 
What I'm most amazed at is that Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. That was one I didn't see coming. I Honestly, I didn't think Dominic would ever fight again. He's doing so well as an announcer, and he had gotten hurt. And I'm like, I, I didn't picture him fighting again. I'm actually glad that he's available. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I always kind of knew that he had the uh, ambition and the, the desire to fight again. It was never really something in his mind that he was not going to fight again. I'm a little surprised he's coming back to a, an immediate title shot. But, um, but I yeah, mean, that... I... I I was going to say, deservingly so, though. I mean, the guy is a legend. I mean, you look at what he's done and how many who the only, the only guys he lost to. I mean, I'm, I have no problem with you. Give him a tune-up fight first. We might never see him again. Right. <laughs> he gets injured a lot. You know what I mean? Fuck that. Just get him in there safe. I'll see him fight anybody. I mean, he and that's an intriguing fight. I feel. I mean, a, I, I like that better than Aldo and and Shahudo. Uh, it's a very intriguing fight. I'm a little surprised, Matt, that you're not you're going to bat for your guy Aljo because I feel like Aljo has 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 a, a good good uh, case for a title shot. But I agree with you in that I like I I would say that Piotr Jan, Aljamain Sterling, they deserve it more. Um, yeah. And and there's no question in my mind that they deserve it more than Dominic, who hasn't yeah. won years and is coming off of a loss. But to your point, I mean, Dominic still to me is the best bantamweight of all time. He he still has that that on his resume. Yes. and I like the fight. Just personally, oh. as a fan, I really like the fight between Henry and Dominic. I'm very intrigued by it. Uh, I am so. I am also. I mean, of course, I'd want my guy Aljo. Cause I feel Aljo has all the tools to be the champion. Mm-hmm. But if you talk to to Henry, you know he he's he's very clear on just going on like a legend, like like taking out the legends, taking out the huge names. That's why he wanted Aldo. I yeah. mean, you know, and you look at the last few guys he beat, and he's just. That's more intriguing to him. And right. if you look at it, Aljo's not just as dangerous, if not more dangerous. Crazy hard matchup. You know what I mean? Dominic's done so much in the sport. Aljo's still a legend in the making. You know what I mean? So I understand yeah. Henry's, Henry's point of view on this. And I'm sure that this isn't much of a silver lining for Aljo. But what I will say, like, if 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 Henry goes and does this and, and, and let's say he beats Dominic Cruz, let's say he beats Jose Aldo, he's going to be a bigger star by the time Aljermaine fights him. Yes. And, then, and then that, that, that helps out that, that helps Aljermaine as well. You know? So again, if it were up to me, like I, I'm kind of a purist, I tend to lean towards the purest side of a sport. So I, I, I like the idea of rankings. I like the idea of giving title mm-hmm. to the guys who really deserve them. But um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, terribly upset about this one you know i mean i'd be excited for that fight to happen i'm I'm, su- I'm surprised about uh olenek for doom for doom hasn't fought since i guess a little over two years was he hurt or was he uh, semi-retired what was he doing for the last two years he was suspended he was oh he suspended. was suspended oh, shit. yeah, yeah that- he tested po- tested positive i forget exactly for what it was but he was suspended for a long time and then he actually got it reduced he was supposed to be out even longer but he got it reduced by uh from USADA, you know, through an appeals process or giving them information. So he's back a little bit earlier, but yeah, he's been out because of the suspension. Oh, okay. Well, hey, I'm sorry. Jacare, uh, Uriah Hall is a fight that I really want to see. I'm happy for those guys as well. I'm happy for Uriah Hall. I want to see him get a couple of more big fights. Um, I, I would love to see him eventually get a shot um, at Adesanya. I think that's a matchup I would love to see, even though right now the rankings don't really justify it. You know what I like? I, I just read, uh, recently you shared on Twitter. I'm off Twitter, but I'm reading it here. I hate fucking Twitter. Too negative. <laughs> too many too many assholes. But I read on here that you recently, like, you kept all your rejection letters you got from jobs and internships uh, over the years, and you, 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 you put that on Twitter. Yeah. Is that correct, Brett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there any one rejection that was like particularly devastating? 
or no? Um, no, I mean, like they all they all were kind of coming in at the same time. You know, the, the the ones that I posted were actually when I was still in college. I was trying to get like a summer internship, you know, yeah. and I just I couldn't, couldn't get one. They all came in at the same time. The the one that like uh, one part of my career that did hurt is uh, I went and had an internship at Sports Illustrated, which was like Sports Illustrated when I was a kid was was like. That, that, that'd be like like a kid yeah. now wanting to fight in the UFC, you know, be gotcha. a UFC champion. Like, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to write for Sports Illustrated. And I got an internship with them, so I moved to New York for, like, three months out of college. I lived in, Man- in Manhattan. It was, like, one of the best times of my life. And I was just begging them for a job afterwards to keep me on doing anything, and they said no. And so I had to leave New York because I couldn't afford it and go back and live with my parents for a little bit. And, How old were you? How old were you? Uh... That was right after college, so I would have been like twenty three. Well, still young, but it was it was it it hit it, it hurt you. Uh, I mean, I, I still like like you said, I was young, so I was still yeah. confident that my career was going to be fine. But it just sucked being where you wanted to be. It'd be like like making it to the UFC and then you like lose a fight and then you get kicked out right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I was in New York. I was a New York guy. Like I, I've always loved New York. I like the energy of the city and yes. living in Manhattan and riding the subway to to Sports Illustrated. I was working my dream job. And then I was like, come on, keep me on. And, and they, they, they wouldn't keep me on. So I had to. Did they give you a reason? Uh, I mean, it was just an internship, you know? So they just didn't have a position for me. Yeah. Okay. But it wasn't like there was two guys and one guy got it over you. There was just nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah things look like they worked out for you, though. Oh, man. Things worked out great. Yeah. You're on here talking to Jimmy Norton. Look at you. I never thought. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, what I get to do? Talking to Jimmy. That is everybody's dream when they get into uh, sports somehow is they get to speak to me for a little while. It really is. that It's kind of it a is, zenith. Man. Yeah, they, wipe, <laughs> they write it on the whiteboard and when they circle it. Like, someday, baby, someday it's going to happen. Um, I like that uh, Calvin Cater is uh, versus Jeremy Stevens. I think that's an amazing fight. Oh, that's a sick fight. And that's, I mean, that fight's been together for a while. You know, that was supposed to happen at uh, 249, I believe. And maybe was it supposed to happen even before then? Oh. It, cre- it crept up on me because I was reading. I'm like, oh, it's one of those that's popped out. I'm like, how come I didn't hear about that? That could be a main event somewhere. You Dude, know? I, I love that fight. I love that whole 145-pound division, man. Jeremy Stevens, Calvin yeah. Cater, Shane Burgos. Brian Ortega, Zabit, Yair, Alex just took the, the belt from Max. Like, that 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 uh, featherweight division is absolutely sick. I mean, I think of that fight with Calvin Cater and uh, Zabit, and uh, I was just like, yo, man, if that was a five-rounder in a main event, I feel that it would have been a different – I mean, personally, I, the way it was going – it looked like he was starting to fade, and Calvin was just—he looked like he could do another five rounds. You know, yeah. what I mean? for that third yeah. round. It was one of those where you were going to see Calvin really take over in the fourth or fifth, or you were really going to see what Zabit like. Like he was going to have his himself tested in that fourth and fifth rounds. You know, and like sometimes those guys rise to the occasion. You know, like the one that comes to mind is like when Connor was fighting Nate ah, for the second time. Remember yes. that? Just think like, about. Oh no. Nate's got him. Nate's got him again. This is over. And then all of a sudden, the fourth round, Connor was like. He got his second win. Like, would Zabit have been able to get that? Like, that, that's pretty fascinating. I don't know. Maybe You also wonder if you done. sprung it on him. If you sprung a fourth round on him. But if he knew he was fighting five rounds, he might pace himself differently in the first three. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, bring that shit up to Kyle Bakanak. <laughs> What's Kyle's name? What's Kyle's Bakanak? Bosniak. Yeah. Bosniak. Yeah, Bosniak. I think he might be killing it too, Brett. <laughs> Kyle, I got to give this. This is a tough kid. And uh, again, 
similar circumstance where he, they knew it was three rounds. Yeah. Zabit was guessing in three rounds. It always feels like I'm shitting on Zabit. I don't want to do this. Yeah. He trades with my buddies, Mark Henry and Hikaru. I'm not trying to But it's just something you're noticing. Of a, You know, people talk about him being the next champ. And, man, it, there's a flaw there with the endurance. Get that dude on a fucking Versa climber. <laughs> That is, I mean, that's that's what everybody's saying, man. Is that he doesn't he doesn't have uh, he doesn't have a gas tank. Well, we're gonna find out eventually because those guys at one forty five, like if you don't have a gas tank, you're not gonna win that that title. It's just not gonna happen. Hundred percent. Yeah, they accuse Woodley of that too. Uh, you know, Woodley would always have to hear that that he didn't. And then and then you look at the uh, the Wonder Boy fights, and you know sometimes they have a couple of fights where it looks like they don't have any gas, and all of a sudden they do. I, I can't explain what why, but uh, he got that criticism a lot. Well, Tyron became a master at pacing himself, right? That's why a lot of people. That's why a lot of people didn't like his fighting style because he would conserve energy. But he, I mean, he, he was very smart about it. You know, I mean, he was. He, that's a competitor in him that he he knew he had to do that. That he a lot of his stuff is explosive, and he just had to pace himself correctly. He caught a lot of shit for that Damian Maya fight, and I loved. I mean, it was not the most exciting fight, but I don't know what people really expected him to do. I mean, you know, you're not going to sit there and get taken down by by, by Maya. I mean, how many uh, takedowns did he stuff? I thought he did a great job in that fight, and people were just going kind of shit on him because it wasn't exciting enough yeah i was really looking forward to tyron fighting leon edwards who i don't think that guy gets enough respect at all i always bring that up i think leon edwards is a stud he hasn't lost to the, he, the last time he lost to last, last time he lost was to the champ kamar uzman like fucking how many years ago yeah. he went on a tear beating jiu-jitsu guys which taking him down uh, gunner nelson and uh, beat a former champ in rda and just he uh, he's, he really fights so intelligent yeah. And such a well-rounded skill set, but I think he just is one of those guys that he doesn't have the biggest mouth. Yeah. And again, he's known the best for taking that three-piece, which is very unfortunate. Yeah. You know? he, I think uh, he's, he's going to have his coming out party soon. I, I, was, I was so looking forward to that fight with Tyron. Couldn't agree more, man. I, I hope uh, it's tough now because if they do this fight island thing and it's basically only international versus international and U.S. versus U.S., who's he going to fight? I mean, I'm trying to think of uh, – that welterweight division, you know, I mean, the the top guys, Colby and and Tyron, and um, I mean, who else is up there at 170 pounds? They're they're all from from here. Yeah, but that, that, why would it be that Fight Island only has international? It would be I understand for international fighters, but that means they're only fighting other international fighters. That yeah. Well, can't uh, can't U.S. fighters fly there, or or is there if you're if you're based in the U.S. is there there's no restriction on you flying out? Is there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think different. Uh, di- I again, I'm I'm not positive on this, but I think that it 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 varies from country to country, right? I mean, different countries have different different laws in place, and right now it's like I think a lot of it is looking at hotspots, you know. So if you had a fighter trying to fly out of New York somewhere, I think that there would be some countries that that would be a little uh, iffy about that. But I'm not I'm not positive to be honest. Yeah, because if this island is bringing in international fighters and you can fly in U.S.-based fighters, you just can't get the international guys into the States. You can still do a lot of those matchups. Yeah. I never thought about this. Where the fuck's the after party on Fight Island? <laughs> the fuck we doing? I think – All right, listen. That's a, I guess that's the least <laughs> – Ten feet down the beach, man. I mean that's you're, right. you're, at the, you're at the after party once you step out of the octagon, man. You're on the beach, I think. Just got to fly in some groupies. All right, Brett. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll know more soon. Hey, man, it's fun talking to you guys. You know, it's, it's a little boring in the house. You know, it's, yep. it's getting repetitive. So it's good to see you guys are doing well. 
Matt, you you got you got a nice looking bedroom. What is that? Where are you at? This is my bedroom. I w- I yeah. always blur this out, but I I just like to slap to this and tell Jimmy that this is where the magic happens with me and my wife. But Brett, sorry for the TMI towards the end of this thing, <laughs> and I will talk to you soon, brother. Thank you for bullshit with us. Be well, guys. We'll see. All you right, Brett. Take care, man. Yeah, homie. Jimmy. Yeah, that island. Uh, uh, yeah, you could bring in uh, again, unless there's a reason, like you said, there's a hot spot that people can't fly out of. You could do a lot of matchups on that island. But again, I don't even know how long they're going to need the island for. Um, you know, it might be something that you might need until. But if you can, if they're already allowing it in Orlando and possibly in Orlando, eventually they'll start getting flights back in, um, private flights back in where they can test people before they come in. You might want to keep the island. Maybe, yeah. For an emergency? For an emergency or for shits and giggles, man. What the hell could they make that island? How big is the island? Yeah. Yeah, is a room for uh, uh, fans if you if you wanted to do that. Man, I mean, there's so many possibilities, Jimmy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from the official electric razor of UFC, Manscaped. You ever have an awkward moment where you had to spar against someone who's had a full bush coming out of their shorts? Matt, I never have. Manscaped has everything you need to keep your package nice and tidy. Manscaped partners with the top-tier UFC athletes like uh, Max Holloway, Francis Ngannou, Brian Ortega, and these fighters know that hygiene is a priority. However, as much as I'm happy for Manscaped, I don't want to know what Ngannou's pubes look like. It's just, I can't think of that while I'm watching Brian Ortega fight. He's strangling somebody. Thank God he's trimmed. <laughs> Jimmy, to look good <laughs> is to feel good, though, and you know that. So when I use my Manscaped, I feel good. Use the lawnmower 3.0. It comes with their new perfect yes! 3.0. Makes you step up your grooming game. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice. All right, look, speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. Yes. Go ahead, Jimmy. You smell your balls after a long training session? Not lately, Jimmy. All right, but has anybody ever commented on your balls? I've, I've smelled my balls after I cut the grass, and they're pretty awful. Thank God for Crop Preserver and Crop oh. Reviver. These products keep balls from sweating, smelling, and sticky. There's nothing worse. Perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs. It's not only comfy, but they're also anti-chafing. You get 20% off. Plus free shipping. Code UFC20, manscaped.com. Give the perfect gift for your balls and your sparring partner. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code UFC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code UFC20. Thank you, Manscaped, for supporting mixed martial artists worldwide. 
And as a fan, to know that their balls are smelling good makes me enjoy the sport even more. What's going on, brother? Calvin, how are you, buddy? I'm good, bro. How you doing? I'm good. I'm upset that you didn't have to that you didn't go five rounds with Sabit. I'm sorry to bring up old <laughs> shit. But I'm a Calvin Cater fan. Thank you, brother. Man, main event should be five effing rounds. Speak louder for the people in the back. What? Speak louder for the people in the back. Man, main event should be five fucking rounds, man. Uh, you know what I, I mean? Agree, man. man, what are you going to do? I agreed to three. I should have got it done in three. Uh, maybe I only needed four. We'll see next time we go. Were you willing to go five and he, he his camp made, uh, man, made them? If you guys don't know at this point, I don't give a fuck. I'm down for everything. Five rounds. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Russia, cool. Uh, pandemic, where are we going? White Island? I don't care. As long as it's the same date and we stick to, you know, what's going on for the most part, just let me know a little bit in advance and, and let's get to work. You know? When I think of you and Jeremy Stevens fighting, I think of something out of like the fucking OK Corral. I see two like fucking gunslingers with the hats on and yep. you guys are cut from that cloth like just new school but with an old school feel yep. like you know what i mean yep. so i it, it sprung on me i want to hear how this got presented to you because right. i heard it was a while ago because i was going through a matchup and i'm going through the line and i go holy shit man like where the fuck did this come from that could be a main event in my book anywhere i mean you know what i mean yeah, fight night, man. We we were uh, scheduled to fight for the March seventh. I had accepted it for like January fifth. So I'm going on 14 weeks now. Of, you know, training hard for the same guy. They bumped it back to April 18th, and uh, unfortunately, we didn't get it off March seventh, or we'd all be you know on a different different boat right now. But here we are, and we're on this roller coaster ride. They're saying uh, potentially May 9th. So who knows, man? Like I said, I'm down, but. Um, I would like to, to have something squared away for the last one because, I mean, it was pretty much showtime. And you're going against – sorry, man. It's a very dangerous uh, Jeremy Stevens too because, uh, I mean, there was there was three – you say three losses in a row if you want to count yep. the, the – you know, plus the four no-win no fights because of the uh, Yair fight. And that's a dangerous – place to have to fight a guy because you know that i mean every guy wants to win but he's in a really he's probably in a desperate position for a win right now yeah for sure and for me all it takes is one loss to get me feeling like that and i'm coming off one too so he's not fighting uh, uh an easy right. calvin cater either you know i'm hungry like i always am but a little bit another chip on my shoulder is coming off that last one i felt like i could have done just a little more to get the job done but uh, i have a you know good a different opponent same uh you know tough task ahead of me with jeremy but like you're saying, it's going to be like that Western style, you know, uh, and, and I can't wait, man. He'll be looking, uh, you know, he'll be looking, trying to obviously bounce back after going 0-3, but stop 10 talent in the world. I understand he's still a dangerous guy, but uh, I'll be looking to put him away from start to finish. Now, when this first thing happened with this whole thing with the virus and everybody now has to stay home, you're a big golfer, I remember, correct? Uh, uh, Haverhill now, Haverhill area. Uh, I was in Medford, Medford, Mass., but Massachusetts. Wait, I, I'm talking about a golfer. You're a big golfer. Oh, golfer. You, you play yeah, golf, I yeah. Golf town. I thought you said golf town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a golfer for sure. Now, when this thing first happened, I could see you hanging out on that fucking golf course. What did you – how did you – how are you taking this whole thing in? And where are you now compared to when it first started? Because I believe they shut the golf courses down. Yeah, yeah, which kind of sucks. I mean, you're really kind of out there on your own. But I think people were starting to tailgate out there in the parking lots and things. You know, they were getting – having too much fun with it. And then there's always those Debbie Downers, you know, making those phone calls, ratting everybody. But, 
Uh, for me, honestly, it's it's tough for me to enjoy the golf coming off uh, an L two. I, I I take it. Just I'm I'm hungry, man. I'm hungry. I don't care what the date is. You tell me. My plan before this fight, it's not even about Jeremy Stevens. It's about getting what's mine. I want to go three and zero this year, and and now we're already kind of set back, pushing the calendar year back. I'm hungry, and uh, I just want to go compete against these guys and and just put put together a little run and uh, just take out everybody in front of me. Now, how do you this, process? Sorry, how, how do you process a loss when you go? I mean, everyone hates it, but what, what what do you do? Like, how long does it take you to shake it off? Do you let yourself dwell a little bit, or no? No, I mean, I do the same thing I'm doing during this pandemic. All you could do is focus on the positives. Obviously, you know, go back to the drawing board, see the mistakes you made. But, uh, you know, and even though I like to I prefer to learn off wins, you know, I still do the same thing off a win. It's not like I sit back. Oh, look how great. I, I don't know. Yeah. We, we, you know, we see things we did right, see things we did wrong. And we go back to the drawing board, get to work and uh, try to you know fill up all the buckets that for some reason, you know, didn't really work out right in the fight. And um, so for this one right now, I just. I'm hungry to compete. It's been, like I said, 14 weeks, and uh, and I felt like I got close to the I, I got close to the end of the race. I just didn't get to cross the finish line in this last one. It's very unfulfilling, unsatisfying, as you know. The the food after just it's not even worth. It. Of course, we had Easter. I had a cutlet. You know, of course, the same bullshit routine, but it just didn't have the same taste, man. I want to even if it's after a loss, whatever. At least I got to go out and compete and uh, and, and finish what I started. I still haven't been able to finish what I started yet. So it's the, the the book's still open. I'm ready to you know put an end to Jeremy Stevens when we step in there, and then enjoy the post cutlet after the fight. That hopefully it tastes a little better, you know, after competing. You know, uh, sometimes and being a guy that that used to scrap, like some losses, they set you back other than set you back different than other losses. Now you might have an L on your record from this last one, yeah. But as a fight fan, like I don't re- I don't even. It, yes, it's a loss, but. Fuck, man, it don't feel like a loss. It doesn't feel like, oh, man, Calvin really slipped in that one. It was yeah. more of, oh, if he only had another record. Right there. You I just ran out of time. I you just ran coming? out of time. Exactly. And you see the way I'm losing, Matt, and you see the way I'm winning. You know, it's it's coming. So, it, you know, I just got to – just got to – Little, little details, man. I got to clean it up a little bit more. I'm working hard. But like I said, you see the way I'm winning and you see the way I'm losing. And it's, it's that should say enough about, you know, what I'm trying to do out there. And, and Jeremy's another tough test ahead of me. But uh, I got to be able to beat guys like that if I want to put that belt around my waist. So for me, it's just, you know, another opportunity to go out and, and, uh, and show what I could do. Have they indicated where it might be? Sorry, Matt. Have they indicated where this fight might be? We're thinking. I'm. I mean, I'm not. I'm thinking uh, possibly Orlando because of this whole uh, ruling that they're now essential. Are, are, yeah. are, are, <laughs> Man, that's funny. They've they've been switched their stance from the from the get go, huh? They're like Florida doesn't have to prepare like these other states and uh, whatever, man. Honestly, you the whole time uh, since this all started, people are asking me like three weeks out from the fight, four weeks out from the fight. What do you think this is going to happen? I go zero percent, but I got to train like a hundred percent. You know, so I'm training 100%, but realistically, I thought there was 0% this event was going to happen. And then all of a sudden, Dana starts talking about, you know, Fight Islands, and he's got a location. It's got a 99.99% chance of happening. I'm like, shit, maybe I'll go to 50% this might happen. And then the week before, I'm getting flight itineraries. I got to confirm. And, you know, so now I, I'm closing on him. I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to happen. And then literally get off the uh, the live with Fred Okamoto and uh, – and, 15 minutes later, he's on going live with Dana, canceling it. So it's just like, it's been a whirlwind. And like I was going to say, you can get caught up in all the things you can't control and all the, the hypotheticals, the what ifs, the possibles. But I just focus on the things I can control and let the other bullshit work itself out. I'm not the promoter. Let Dana White worry about where it is. My job is to just be ready what goes on in that, in that octagon for 15 minutes. 
I guess that's the only way to keep yourself sane, too, especially exactly. now where everything's changing so fast, is if you get caught up in, in the result being a certain way or the fight happening on a certain date, it's just yep. it's not worth the emotions up and down. Or, or seeing the fight happen a certain way. I mean, I just see myself getting my hand raised, and, and how that happens is going to how he reacts to what I do. You know, I just, I'm not going to go in there too, uh, too much with the playbook. I feel like it kind of did that maybe a little bit with the Zabit fight too much of the playbook too much of the bullshit and just go out there and feel it you know trust your gut and uh and, and go and have some fun if, if you know while you're in the middle of a fist fight how, yeah. does it, how does it work with your training partners now like you know yeah. are you i mean how does that work yeah very limited obviously uh, i'm sure you guys feel it too all these you know all the gyms around here uh it's tightening up and it's it's not easy but at the same time um i i stick with a core group of guys mainly and uh, I think that's that's the model. You know, I think uh, we've, I, we we could have gone to that ATT style where, you know, they got a bun bunch of champions out there and, uh, and and killers. You walk in that gym, there's no way you don't leave with a good workout. But, you know, I, I, I feel like I got good coaches and training partners around me that care about me, care about the work I put in. Notice the little details. We'll stay that extra half hour, hour put in, review. They'll do the extra notes. They'll go the extra mile. And you're seeing it, the ones that are doing it right now more specifically uh, the ones that, you know, it, it's just I appreciate that level, given everything that's going on. I, I like to surround myself with almost like management, family, everybody around me. I keep it kind of like close knit. So, you know, uh, can't get too big when you when you keep a, a nice close knit tight group around you. So that's the way I like it. It hasn't been harder to motivate yourself. I mean, it just feels like almost it's apocalyptic sometimes when you go out. Has it been harder to get yourself to focus and do what you got to do? Man. The more shit hits the fan, the more I dig deep. I love that shit, man. More more chips. Give me more verse. I, I feed off that shit. It's my gasoline every day. Like, I swear, man, it, it could be like a, a rainy day. All right. Like, let me see some fucking thunder lightning. I'll throw more on my life. I, I don't get like, Whatever. What else can you do? There's only so yeah. much shit you can throw at me. Yeah. And eventually, you're going to run out of shit. You know, That's a, you, I keep coming, motherfucker. I'll you, you, you just summed up your last fight, man. Like yeah, I everything. threw everything at you, fucking and you're still in off. his fucking face. Yeah. I love it. it I you love know, it. It's, it's a healthy mindset, man. I'll tell you, this way, no matter what happens to you, you don't really give a fuck, you know? That's it. Hey, man, that's great, man. I like what you said about having that core group around you. It's because, hey, man, win awesome lose they're like a safety net exactly that, that's the way to be you know what it, i mean that it takes a team, man. it's that support system i have it I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have it around me i think that's a big part of successful people is being able to put good people around you and allow them to you know help you and do their job so like especially uh you know i follow rob rob font's model a lot especially since he was in the ufc when i was coming back from my layoff and he did a really great job at that uh, Adding in a strength and conditioning guy, adding in a new chance person, having a, 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 a great manager, you know, and just adding pieces to the team. This way he could sit back, focus on the training and only worry about that and let them you know, trust what they're telling him to do. They're uh, they're they're uh, specialists in their individual fields. And, and so you know, I kind of follow that model. And right now I feel like I got a great team around me. And that's what makes me confident every time I step in there is just the preparation, the attention to details and, and really the people I have around me going that extra mile. Now, Calvin, I'm sorry, Jimmy, but this no, is a very, very important question. I was saving this one up. Did you watch Lion, uh, fucking Lion King? Did you watch Tiger King? <laughs> I mean, who didn't? Holy I watched, shit! I watched episode eight. Did you? The follow-up? Yes. Where are they now? Yeah. Joel, Joel McCall? What's his name? Joel McHale. McHale. He's funny. I yeah. love his... He was, he was great, man. Which one's this? 
I don't the, know all the names the best. Which one? John McHale's the comedian who hosted it. They with the hat. No, that no, the comedian. Oh, the guy, the guy that in episode eight. Yes. Yeah, he hosted yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was shitting on him with the questioning. Yeah. Oh, he was funny. He's funny. Do you think uh, Carol? My name's Carol. Carol yeah. Baskin. What do you think? Did she kill the husband? You think she put? I mean, the... if you were Carol and you had a zoo with one, uh, tigers and shit, and, Crazy. and you wanted to off your husband, what would you do? Where is this guy? It's the biggest show on the planet right now, and this dude's just off in Costa Rica somewhere. Yeah, They're not gonna no, find I, him. I doubt it. I doubt it. What a great! I mean, if you if you have tigers and you don't kill somebody and feed them to the tigers, there's something wrong with you. I Are mean, you really a, the tiger king or queen if you don't kill somebody with your tigers? I don't. You know. have to. I mean, you're obligated. What a great evidence disposal system. But it, it's funny. She she's the one. She wouldn't do the follow up. She must hate this shit. She oh said she God. felt very betrayed by the producer. They really fucked her pretty good. Yeah, a lot of times I'm pretty uncanny, as you guys can tell. I just shoot from the hip. And I, I put a lot of uh, hope that the person doing the interviewing is going to chop it up nice and make me sound all right. But, yeah. you know, sometimes they could play around with how, they, how you, you know, you're with your wording. And I don't know, though, in that in that series, I just felt like each character was more fucked up than the next. <laughs> Have you had that where you've done an interview and all of a sudden you look back at it and you're like, that's not what I was trying to say. And he knows that's not what I was trying to say. I felt like. I felt like sometimes it could have been chopped up a little bit better where, like, it didn't make me sound so running on because no one really cares. I mean, take the couple of clips you want from it. Let's move on. But they, sometimes they go a little deeper with it, and it's long. I'm like, damn, I, I said that shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> when it's in print because you can't, like, when somebody says something and then they put it in print, you read it in print, it comes out differently. That, yeah, that yeah, 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 100%, 100%. And then we're all running into the shit you tweeted or Facebook 10 years ago. I, I see those pop up in my Facebook all the time. I'm like, what the hell was I saying? What yeah, you, but being home, being home, what else are you watching? I like to get turned on to new shows. Are you watching anything? Too much crazy shit, man, especially in the pandemic. I was watching Staircase. Uh, you know, someone put me on that, but that's 13 episodes. I'm not a big yeah. episode guy. I'm, it's, it's a big commitment, you know? It's a lot of hours watching some shit. And, yeah. and that was Staircase? Of, yeah, that was a woman falling down the stairs, and the husband was, at the, uh, was the prime uh, suspect because he had a friend prior, like 20 years before that had fell at the bottom of the death uh at the bottom of the stairs his first wife right yeah no, this one was his wife so it was a big investigation but there's that one i watched the unabomber i've been watching a lot of fucked up shit so like i'm kind of I <laughs> some comedies maybe some stand-up comedies and then i don't want to take it too dark in this pandemic the mood's already so dark yeah. you go for a walk around people they're kind of you know looking at you weird everything's kind of changing so uh, I kind of want to keep it a little bit more upbeat and carry the momentum with this nice weather. Try to, you know, go into this fight a little happier. When yeah. do you think? When do you think we're going to be able to strangle each other again? I mean, I'm asking. I own two jujitsu schools. I know, man. The fuck. It's it's tough. Like for me, that I have a core group that that's that's all in because they know right now I'm all in and I'm committed to a date. It's tough, man. If we were just bullshitting training, you know, just trying to stay. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, staying at some type of like commitment but no one's really competing so when you're yeah. competing it's just different man um it, you know you you want to be there for a guy that's competing even if say you just got out of a fight and you know you're eating like shit whatever i'm gonna come down i'm gonna at least be in the room you know yes. things like that we try to be there for the guy that has the competition coming up but for if i was post fight yeah for 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 two days when they canceled that fight i still trained but i'm like wow the pandemic really kind of hit things slowed down and i'm like i need to book another fight <laughs> Are you a germ guy? Some guys are really uh, crazy about this stuff. Do you have any of that stuff naturally in you? No, not naturally, but 
definitely have the hand hand sanitizer in my cup holder now going to and from the gyms. It's it's my responsibility if I'm going to be getting training in with these guys to at least do my part to be clean as I can. I shower before and after the gyms, obviously, which is basic, but washing the hands even uh, before sterilizing my steering wheel, all the little, you know, bullshit. But, um, you know, whatever I could do to just uh, kind of leave the germs where they are and not tag them along with me wherever I'm going, I try to kind of clean up and, and take the extra measures. That I already spray, spray down my gear. I leave it all in the, the drying rack right now near my, like, the, the outside window. I do all those things that we kind of all get used to doing but nothing crazy other than that just the hand sanitizer in the car and, and trying to be mindful of like not not being in places i don't need to be like the supermarket if i don't have to and you know try to be mindful of those situations where, where, where things are clogging up i try to to not get overwhelmed by it because i'm not a big germ freak but i'm afraid if i start like i started buying wipes and i'm like why am i buying them every day i'm not even using them that much like i don't want to get into that fucking hoarder mentality because that's a scary yeah. place to be yeah for sure i mean for for me right now, I'm just uh, just doing those little things, but it, it's it's more so trying to uh, if if I do have downtime, trying to stay out of the kitchen. I I felt like if we made that last 249, I feel like people are missing weight left and right, and and I, that's why I dig deeper. Like I said, I eat cleaner, but I just you know I, I think about these other guys. I'm like, man, so many people are gonna come in a little overweight, or, or I mean, realistically, you know, flying in on maybe a Wednesday was the plan. And then you got the weight cut Thursday night and a Friday. I was interested to see how that would have played out for a lot of guys, along with that quarantine diet. I don't know. We'll see. So right now they're saying March 9th. Is that what they're saying for you? That's what they're saying. And uh, and and yeah, I'm sorry. May May 9th. May 9th. I'm sorry. Did I fucking fuck, <laughs> fuck that up? Ah, strange, <laughs> strange times. Yeah. You know. But I mean, the fight will happen. Hopefully, it will be the ninth. Maybe right. I'll yeah. tell you, man, I can't think of a more exciting fight. I and I mean that. Thank you. You know. Yeah, I'm excited to go and put on a show. I I, I feel like, you know, we, I was excited about being the only show in town uh, for you know the 18th, and here we are. We're the first show in town, hopefully at the least. You know, some some kind of normalcy bring back to everybody just sitting around. I know they're all fiending for something to watch. That's why we're all watching so much damn Netflix. It's crazy. Right. I don't know what to do. I just want to give the people something to you know get excited about and uh, put on a show. You know, well, the UFC Brasilia showed that the fans, at least for me watching from the outside, it's I didn't miss it at all. Like, I'm sure it's different. And, and uh, yeah. who was it, that Matt, that said he was more nervous just because you could hear so much, hear yeah. sounds that you normally didn't hear? Who, who said that? What fighter said that? Do you remember? It might have been uh, Gilbert. Uh, uh, Gilbert Burns, yes. It, it might be. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was. No, I it think looked like right. it affected him too much, though, huh? with that short hook. That was nice. Yeah, he handled his nerves well. Yeah, you're right. We're training without music, right? We're doing, I mean, the little things you can, man, whatever, make it, it's going to be weird and sparring too. You know, we try to bring that weirdness into the gym and kill the music, listen to the coaching. And, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting when we can hear each, I was joking saying, man, everyone's going to know everybody's call signs after these fights. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to hear it all in the background, but (laughs) well, hopefully it will happen. Calvin. I mean, I feel good about this, especially since Florida now is kind of saying, uh, they're, they're going to, they're going to back sports. So, uh, hopefully May 9th you get to fight. Yeah. I don't get how with it low, man. Maybe it's going to happen either way. I'm just putting hundred percent in each session, each day, eventually shit's going to come around and I'll be ready. It's going to be a massive card. Everyone is going to be watching this. Um, and, and they think what they say, Matt, three title fights. Yes. Uh, uh, versus Dominic Cruz. Yep. yep. That came to mind. What's that? Amanda Nunes. Nunes. On it, right? Uh, yeah. And of course, uh, Oh Jesus. Uh, Gaethje against, uh, Ferguson. Yeah. 
Well, I'm watching. Let's uh, knock on some wood. All right. Hope this fucking thing goes through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, appreciate you guys, man. Good talking to you both. Yeah. All right, Calvin. Right, we'll talk oh, to you soon, man. After the fight. Yes, sir. It sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, man. All right. Good care. luck, man. Take care, man. All right, Calvin. You too, uh, but Yeah. I mean, that first of all, that's a great fight. It's a great you know? fight. I mean, I, I mean, I, again, that one snuck up on me when I read it uh, that that was uh, booked, and uh, again, that could be a main event on on another on another card, you know. But uh, what a card! And Jimmy, you know, I know Dana's got some shit from certain people, so I'm not. I, I praise the guy for yeah. trying to get the fights going. I could get some kind of. I mean, first of all, guys want to eat. I know it is. It's not always cut and dry. You want to do it safe. You want to do everything. Yeah. Everybody's okay. But it will, it will bring some normalcy. 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 Yeah. Let's like, ready. Cut that. Bring it back. It will bring some normalcy to a crazy world right now. Right now, Jimmy. Yeah. And I don't think Dan is doing anything wrong. He's literally just trying to make something happen. Dana's not saying fuck the health of anybody. He's trying to do it where everybody is safe. And uh, there's nothing wrong with trying to do it. You can do, uh, you know, two guys fighting and a couple of other guys separate. You can do it with a very minimal amount of people. And if they figure out how to do that, uh, you know, well, he's not doing anything wrong. Hey, man, guys got to eat. People yeah. got to eat. Fighters got to eat, you know? That's right. But, uh, so, Jimmy, tell me the rest of your day, my friend. Honestly, I might go uh, shopping and that's it. I don't have a whole lot to do, Matt. The rest of my day, uh, I'm probably going to treat my penis like a squeeze toy. And uh, that's going to that's gonna be my day. <laughs> You're probably going to blue chew after this, aren't you? Don't do it. Yeah, just by myself around the apartment, walk around the blue chew and feel like a man. <laughs> well, I got a date with my, uh, my wife later, so I'm looking forward to that. Enjoy. We're not going anywhere. That's where we're going. That's a day. Yeah, that's yeah. the destination. Good. Listen, we're gonna party, Jimmy. I miss you. I will definitely I talk you too, to you before next week. Yes. You know, and uh, hey, man, everybody, stay safe, and uh, we will get through this together, Jimmy. Together, yes, we'll get through this. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, see you later. Bye, everyone. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For 25 years... Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.